What it do, baby? Welcome back to the Patty Melt Boys NBA pod. We are your hosts, Matt Edlin and Ben Ryder. Today, we bring to you our NBA trade deadline special. Ben, it's a big day for the Patty Melt Boys and our favorite teams, including the Bulls. <laughs> yeah, it is. I was going to say, it's a really big day for the Patty Melt Boys all big, around. <laughs> yep, big day for the Patty Melt Boys. We are going to discuss the Bulls, even though John is not joining us today. But first, we're going to start where we always do. Ben, the winners of the trade deadline, the Denver Nuggets. I'm going to start with the smaller trade because we're going to really get into the uh, to the uh, Aaron Gordon trade here. But I'm, I thought that was the smaller one. Oh, bringing wow. JaVale home. Bring JaVale <laughs> big home. News. He, this is really where JaVale McGee found his footing in the league. I think I saw True. that there was an interview, a little clip of an interview on Twitter today um, of him saying that um, this is where it kind of like he fell in love with basketball. Like mm. everything clicked for him. And he was solid. You sent me that video of him. He had a game back in the 2012 playoffs, playoffs I believe, yeah. against the Lakers. Where Forced he shot, to game seven. Yeah, shot nine of 11, um, 21 points. It doesn't matter. This was nine years ago at this point. But I will never forget where I was when I heard the news that the Nuggets were bringing back Denver legend JaVale McGee and trading Isaiah Hartenstein. Ben, we were all about Isaiah Hartenstein. Before I was very in on Isaiah Hartenstein. <laughs> Uh, but he's gone and I'm very happy. JaVale is very, he's going to be a huge upgrade at backup center. And you know what? He might not even play some backup center minutes in some games, depending on the matchups. If another team is small, but we really needed a player with that size, with that length, I think at backup center behind Jokic, what do you think of this move? I think the defense is where this is going to be the biggest pickup. Yeah, this is a no-brainer great move. On the uh, For one second, a uh, diversion on Isaiah Hardenstein. Okay. He was, like, in fairness, we were so happy to get rid of Mason Plumley that, yes. like, you could have brought in anybody that was tall, <laughs> and I would have been like, he's awesome. He's way Pretty better. Much. So yeah. so that, it was like a little bit of rose-colored glasses. But no, Javel, like, he's shown on the Warriors, on the Lakers, like, he can be a backup championship center. That's what the Nuggets need him for. Like he has to do very little. And uh, so, and they gave up like two second rounders that one's protected even. I, I have Isaiah it right Hartenstein. here. Like it's, it's a great move. I also want to say like, you're right. Javel, he was on the wizards. People thought he was like uh, a toxic, like, yeah. And yeah. I, I actually remember where I was when the nuggets traded Nene Whoa. for Javel um in a lander wyoming sporting goods store and <laughs> i thought it was a great move masai made that move and uh then he signed him to a not so great contract but yeah like the nuggets turned javel into like a real like player frankly yeah. like he was just like a guy that got stats and was a knucklehead in the wizards so they saved his career and he's come full circle he's gonna help us bring home another title he's won two titles now right he's okay he's won He's been on three of the last four title teams. He won That's two titles with the Warriors and last year's title with the Lakers. You were right, Ben. All we sent out, sorry, all Denver sent out two second round picks, one in 2027 and one in 2023. And you were right. That 2023 pick is protected up to the 46th pick in the draft. No brainer. Uh, you said that this was a great trade back when they first got him eight, nine years ago. This is a great trade now. Like I said, he's a rim protector. I imagine his role game with Monte Morris is going to be really strong. Um, he's a yeah. vet. 
Uh, let's see, what do I have here from George Carl? This is what George Carl said on Twitter this morning. JaVale makes Denver better. He's a good defender who knows his role. He plays focused and is a great offensive rebounder and shot blocker. And Ben, he's averaging 2.9 blocks per 36 minutes this season, which ranks him 10th most in the NBA. The Nuggets are the worst in the league at defending the restricted area. So this is, I mean, this is a no-brainer here. And also, Hartenstein was barely getting any minutes because he was unplayable. Even when he did play, he fouled so quickly. (laughs) And I don't know if that's like a, it's, I mean, it's got to be a Hartenstein issue, right? But Jokic is among the league leaders in minutes played this year. That's also going to alleviate some of the toll that Jokic has already taken. He's an Iron Man. Jokic said it, or uh, Mike Malone said it a couple of weeks ago when Jokic rolled his ankle. Th- those European big men are tough. Like Nikola, it's a reputation thing for him. He does not want to sit, even when he is a little bit beat up. So it, I just, I just think it's a solid move. And it's going to help that second unit unit yeah. because frankly, like that second unit was playing some like odd rotations because like a lot of games you couldn't put Hartenstein in for more right. than like a couple minutes. And so they were like, you know, doing like, you know, going small and stuff. And it was just like a weird deal. Now you have a de- dependable, like fifth guy. Like, I think he's probably going to help more down the stretch in the regular season, which is frankly what the nuggets need. But I mean, he'll, he'll come in for, be 20 minutes in a playoff game and that's that's all they're gonna need it's like you know nobody's gonna write about like you know how this changes the nuggets trajectory but it's a great move yeah i know no this is not this is not the trade today that moved the needle for the nuggets but this was solid for sure so let's talk about that needle trading move ben uh the nuggets pulled the trigger finally they pulled the trigger they got aaron gordon and gary clark big deal from the Orlando Magic, uh, the Nuggets sent away Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and a protected first-round pick in 2025 to Orlando in the trade. The Nuggets got their guy without giving up a current rotation player. This hurts for me. We're going to talk about Gary right after I say this, but unfortunately, because Gary Harris has been hurt for most of the season, I see today he's missed 23 of the last 24 games for the Nuggets. It hurts, but you didn't give up a rotation player considering Gary Harris's injury history here. Um, So I do want to mention first, this is bittersweet for me. Probably you too, Ben. Gary Harris, um, and to a smaller extent because RJ's a rookie, but I do think he's going to be very good. This mainly hurts because of Gary Harris. Drafted in 2014 in a Nuggets uh, draft day trade with the Bulls. Shout out, John. Who'd we get? We got uh, Mc, we got McDermott. Gary Harris and Nurkic. Yeah, for, for McDermott. McDermott. <laughs> yeah, so Gary's been around for a while. He was the longest tenured Nugget. Uh, we got him in 2014. He went both through tough and good times with Denver. He was part of that one, two, three Cancun team back in the day. You remember that, Ben? Oh with yeah, maybe three the weeks Brian left on Shaw the team. team. Brian yeah. Shaw. Uh, the the wrapping the scouting report to the team did not work. It only embarrassed him. <laughs> Um, but he's been a bright spot uh, on those teams as they ascended to contender under Michael Malone and Nikola Jokic at his peak in 2017, 2018, he averaged nearly 18 points per game and shot 40% from three. He was also, as everyone knows, a defensive menace in the backcourt came up big time and time again in crunch time. I feel like any time over the last couple of years that the nuggets needed a defensive stop, 
Gary would come up with a steal, maybe even like two possessions in a row. It was just crazy. Yeah. And I think including a big one last year. Most notably, first round last year in game seven of the first round of the bubble playoffs when he stripped Donovan Mitchell from behind with only about 10 seconds left. The Nuggets almost blew it when uh, they missed the layup on the way down instead of just holding on to the ball. Um, But they did win that series. I think the biggest bummer here is that Gary seems like a genuinely good dude. He was nice to us at Summer League. He was nice to Claire when she met him downtown after Mm. Summer League last year. Um, He's absolutely beloved in the locker room. You can see that, by the way, everybody's reacting on Twitter today. Jamal, Monte, pretty much everybody who's on Twitter in the Nuggets organization has been talking about Gary already. Um, Assisting coaches, too, I saw. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And he's probably the coolest dude on the team, too. His style is unmatched. Yeah, he had those Mitchell and Nash, the four hundred dollars short. I almost bought those too. Even at four hundred dollars, I almost pulled the trigger. Yeah, I know that there's some knockoffs out there, and I can't bring myself to buy the (laughs) knockoffs just because I'm sure they look like knockoffs. You know? Yeah. Um, There's not enough I can say about Gary. He's easily one of my all-time favorite Denver Nuggets, and I'm sad to see him go. Even though I do think it was time. Ben, you said it's kind of like putting down a pet. Yeah, I mean that's a rough way to say it, but it's kind of true. It is. It is like, you know, it, it's uh, you feel like it's time, right? Like, yeah, we talked about it like multiple times. I feel like on this podcast about like, you know, maybe Gary gets like his offensive juice back and he'd have like some good games and stuff. He never quite did, but he was always like, like, like your loyal dog. Like he was always a great defender and yeah. he changed that jazz series last year. I mean, you called Easily. it. You were like with Gary Harris coming back, like that's a defender and Nuggets don't win that series with him, you know, coming in and playing lockdown defense, including like that last steal on Mitchell. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's tough. And I think the other thing that is hard is like Gary Harris is kind of the guy like that 2014 draft is when the Nuggets turned it around. Right. Like yep, that sure. was like the building block. That was the Jokic draft, too. But he wasn't there immediately. And, you know, Gary Harris, too, is like he was he was awful his first year um he didn't and play like, he, yeah and yeah. and you saw then like he came in and he like became this like great defender and he was always for like nuggets fans like that player that like the broader nba does not know about but the people that know nba stuff were like gary harris is a legit really good defender and a great player and people need to pay attention to him and it was so it was always kind of like nuggets fans secret and so it's tough to see him go. And it's it's definitely, I actually didn't, I knew he was a good locker room guy, but until like the tweets started coming out today, I didn't realize like how much they yeah. like really loved him in the locker room. He was a blue guy. I mean, yeah. I, I he was just beloved by everybody and fans, fans uh, as well. I have a chance to get some tickets to their first, to the first game that fans will be allowed to go to next Sunday um tonight at 5 p.m that's why we got to cut this short you know i I can only be on here for another hour at the most it is a big deal and the first game the first home game orlando magic i don't know i do not know obviously if gary will be back from injury at that point i kind of doubt it i can't wait till they play that video montage though i want everybody to chant gary harris you know gary harris i just wanna i wanna be there you know, I'm yeah. gonna wear my jersey I'm wearing right now. I'm gonna wear my Gary Harris jersey to that game. Um, I'm gonna get tickets. I can't yeah, wait. 
I'll be honest. I feel like Gary might not play, but it could be like an RJ Hampton revenge game. <laughs> like they're going to take him <laughs> off the leash and I'm so? scared actually. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I'm, I don't want to talk about him too much. Cause I like RJ Hampton. We both do We've talked about that many times, but he's not as important to the nuggets as Gary Harris was. Yeah. Um, but I think this is great for RJ Hampton. He's going to yeah. get, he was getting some minutes with the nuggets, which is surprising because he's a, a rookie. rookie. Yeah. But He's going to get a lot of minutes, I think, with Orlando. Obviously, they had a fire sale today. Yeah. But, like, that's got to be a good place for him. Yeah. He's going to get like 25, 30 minutes a game. And he's going to, you know, he's going to make mistakes for sure, but it doesn't matter in Orlando. (laughs) And he's going to put up numbers. Like, he's, he's, it's going to be good for him. Um, And I think there will be some takes about, like, oh, why'd the Nuggets trade him? But, like, he, he just there wasn't really room for him to to grow. Yeah, there, so. revisionist history. If he turns out to be good, which I do think he will, I just have a couple. But you got that I card, wanna... so it's like a win win for you, right? I have like six R.J. Hampton <laughs> cards, so yeah, my the stock is going up with this trade. But I have a couple numbers just to throw at you because you said I'm just gonna heap more praise on Gary Harris. It's nothing we haven't said already about his defense, but the numbers in that Jazz series before Gary Harris came in and played the Jazz were averaging 122 points per game against the Nuggets. Gary Harris came back. They averaged 93 points per game. Obviously, some other stuff, the Nuggets made adjustments elsewhere, but like Gary Harris absolutely changed that series. And now we can talk about the rest of this trade. Gordon fits well with the Nuggets, does he not, Ben? I'm pretty excited about this, especially after reading some more stuff afterwards. Let's talk about this in a little bit, not quite yet, but like both you and I were maybe more high on Lonzo Ball being the trade that happened today. I do think Gordon's a great fit. The Nuggets get their defensive Swiss Army knife and their defense just improved by a lot, I think. Yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, right, Gordon is kind of similar to Jeremy Grant, like coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, like he, he definitely has his flaws. And I'll be honest, yeah, like I heard, I can't remember if it was Ben Golliver or Andrew Sharp. They were on a podcast like the day before the deadline. And they're like, my problem with Aaron Gordon is it's like, what is he good at? You know, like what's he really awesome at? Because he's a good defender, but he's like not a, a lockdown defender. Apparently and- he is though when he's engaged i think he could be yeah and and they said like he'll have these like moments or like these stretches where it's like geez like this is the year aaron gordon like breaks out and becomes an all-star and stuff and then you'll check back in on him in a couple months and it's like oh what happened there and there's a point this week where i looked up his stats and he was shooting like 40 percent from three this year and i was like yeah we gotta like this is gonna Career be high. perfect um so he is pretty streaky but like i told you earlier today like I don't think he's ever really played with a guy like Jokic, like Jeremy Grant, like he, when he was coming in, like, I was kind of like, I don't know if he's going to be a good enough shooter and stuff. Like guys are different guys. Like, especially like Aaron Gordon, we've seen our different players with Jokic. And so like, I think it's great. And I mean, it, it really is comes down to defense, right? Like that's what the nuggets need. And the reports out there are is that he is ready to take like a reduced offensive role, which is perfect. Like that's kind of why Grant was good is because he was like ready to sit back and be like the fourth or fifth option on offense and just, you know, shoot threes when they needed him to shoot threes and stuff. So it's a, it's a very good fit. I mean, I'll, 
I think kind of it's up to to Gordon to like decide like how good of fit it is. Like I hope it sounds like he's going to be motivated. I really hope that's the case because I think it could be really good. And I, like I mean, I think it could really propel the Nuggets to like you know maybe the level they're at la- like last year. I don't know about like going beyond that, but yeah, it puts them firmly like back in the contender category. I think. For sure. I think you're 100% right about Gordon. Like it's up to Aaron Gordon, like to see how well this goes. When I say earlier, I think sometimes this gets a bad rap when people say like, when I said, when Aaron Gordon is engaged, he's like a top level defender. But when you're playing in Orlando for the first six seasons of your career or whatever, and like you make the playoffs, but it's because you're in the East. You're losing all the time. I kind of get a real point guard. Like, yeah, exactly. Like who has he played with in his entire career that like can match up? Nobody can match up to Nikola Jokic, especially because of the position that he plays and the way that the offenses run through the center here in Denver. So like, there is no match for that. He's absolutely going to be unlocked. I think, from listening to the Bill Simmons pod earlier, they had Kevin Clark on, who's an NFL guy, but he's an Orlando Magic fan, and I think he's yeah, a pretty. I about that. I think he's a pretty well-educated, like they bring Orlando him Orlando Magic like the, fan. Yeah, like the Orlando Magic, like token fan that they found. Exactly, they have the yeah. they have one fan. The Orlando Magic don't have many, um, but he had numbers in front of him, and I don't have them in front of me right now, obviously. But he said that the the numbers of like off the dribble numbers versus like spot up shooting numbers for, for Gordon are way different spot up shooting for Gordon. He's actually like a very solid three point shooter. Hmm. And this year, like you said, he was 40% the other day. He's right now he's at a career high 38% from three this season. He is a pretty good three point shooter around Jokic. I just think he's going to be even better. It's exactly the same thing as Grant. Like I think the year before Grant was here, he shot 38, 39%. And then last year he shot like 40%. So it didn't necessarily like he didn't take this huge jump, but I think also people forget, I think because Gordon's been visible for so much of his NBA career, people forget he's only 25 years old. He's still developing. Like, I I guess I don't know how much he makes. Um, 16 million, I I think 16. So that's a pretty good contract. Yeah. Yeah, For a player like him. I mean, that's less again. Now that's less than next year. So. Yeah. And that's less than what Grant was going to make. So I just think that this is probably going to pan out really well for the Nuggets. I don't know if they win a championship, but it gives them, it helps give them a chance. Like they definitely are better today than they were yesterday. You had mentioned it earlier. Um, He has already said, I guess in the last couple of days that he's willing to be like that fourth, fifth option on Denver on a contending team like Denver. He came away apparently very impressed with the Nuggets a few nights ago when Orlando lost to Denver. <laughs> Very impressed by the Nuggets spacing and their talent. I think that he's there's a lot of rumors going around that he, you know, like knowing the teams that were kind of looking at him that were getting close that he was maybe not wanting to be traded after I mean, one of those teams though, to be was traded. The, the Timberwolves. Timberwolves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Damn so you can't wolf. blame him. You can't blame him. Um but I don't know. I'm just excited. I'm excited to see how this fits. He will not be with the team tomorrow night when they play in New Orleans. New Orleans has our number. 
Uh, I don't know if that game's going to go too well. Though we're not really going to be shorthanded. That'll be nice. We yeah. kept Will Barton. There was a rumor at one point today that Will Barton was going to be sent to either Portland or Philadelphia um, as part of like this Gordon trade. And in, in, if you're bringing in a third team, I'm glad he didn't get sent away. I like Will Barton a lot. I'm glad he's still on the team. People hate him in the Denver Nuggets community. He's having a really good year. I, yeah. I feel like that's a recent thing. I I, I think when Will Barton last two first years, came, people have hated like him. Really yeah. excited. Like everybody. People's like, oh, champ. Yeah, great. But yeah. Yeah. It's um, so weird how people hate on him. And he's having, he's like got career highs across many categories this year. He's shooting really well. He's averaging a good amount of points. I saw something. I know you're about to say something, but I want to get this in real quick. Somebody on Twitter the other, like two days ago said, if Will Barton wasn't on this team, they like Nuggets fans would be clamoring for Will Barton to be on this team. Like if he was one of the players like out there that might be traded, I just think that's accurate. I think Nuggets fans, for whatever reason, they just hate on the guy and he's playing really well. I mean, I, I'll be honest. Like I, I'm not a hater, but like sometimes I'm just like, Oh, Will Barton. But he was our second best regular season player last year. Like, oh I, yeah, I before he got hurt. That. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, every, like, it's easy to brush aside because of Jamal's like playoff run. But like, Will Barton was a great in the regular season last year, and I, I mean, I honestly forgot about that kind of. But so I want to just like step back in big picture, Matt. Like yeah. we were talking about like how the Nuggets like can't do the Milwaukee Bucks thing, right? Where they just like don't build a team around like their star player until it's like the very last minute. And then they do like a panic trade and give up like all their future first round picks. And I think like the bucks did. Yep. And I think this is a very positive development for the nuggets in that now twice, like they have gone out and they've traded assets with grant and now, um, and now with Gordon to say like, you know, like we're going to bring in, like Gordon was kind of the guy for this trade deadline outside of Kyle who didn't get traded and the Nuggets brought him in. Right. And they gave up some assets for it. And I think that's like a positive sign of like Tim Connolly. And like, apparently Tim Connolly loved RJ Hampton and he was willing to part for one of his guys. Yeah. Because he realizes like the town of Jokic and that like he needs to bring in guys with him. And like, Maybe Gordon doesn't work out. Like, I think there's good reason to believe that he's going to like push us to another level or mm-hmm. help us get to another level. Maybe he doesn't, but like they're trying stuff. And I think that's a, it's a very positive sign. Like if you're Jokic, like you, ha- and you're like Jokic's brothers and stuff, his advisors, like yeah. you have to be happy with this, right? Like they're not sitting there like being like, we're just going to run it back with the guys we have. I, you I think absolutely. It's a very good sign. Yeah, it is a good sign. You absolutely have to be happy, especially if you're Jokic, especially if you're his huge Serbian brothers that live <laughs> that here in Denver people. as well. Yeah, that want to fight opposing players, you know, talk shit to Bobby Portis or whoever it is. <laughs> um, no, you have to be psyched because I have this on our on our outline here. This is weird because every single year the Nuggets have like this guy that they're targeting and they never do it. The deadline always comes and goes with either nothing or something very on the margins when it comes to trade deadline this year, they made a significant trade. You're right. They gave up assets, but they gave up assets that they were like, that are pretty easy to get rid of at this point. Sucks to lose RJ Hampton. Gary Harris is a staple here. Longest tenured nugget on the team, but like 2025 first round pick, 
big protected deal. too. Yeah. Protected, yeah. 20, 2025, they're going to be by all accounts, they're still going to Jokic is probably going to sign a super max. Jamal Murray will be still on his max deal, like coming towards to the end of it. MPJ is up for probably a max contract after yeah. next season. Like they're still going to be good in 2025. They barely yeah. gave up anything. Um, I am, I would be super psyched if I were Jokic, if I were any fan of this team, you're right. You need to take swings. This might seem like a marginal deal to some people, but when you already have like, your kind of for sure, big two and maybe big three, a yeah. player like Gordon adding like a fourth player to this core is it's a big swing. Yeah. But the, but it's almost like the nuggets didn't have to give up a ton to get him because oh, they weren't oh, rotational oh. people. They kept mobile. I was, sure <laughs> was going somewhere. This, this, because as of last night, it was like, Hey, the nuggets have offered bowl bowl for Aaron Gordon and Lonzo. Like it might take bowl bowl. We, we discussed this with John. John wanted bowl bowl on the nuggets, <laughs> obviously bowl, 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 bowl yeah. on the bulls. Um, I warned my, my fiance Claire is, just like in love with Bobo because of his draft night story. Like he's so good coming out, but he got hurt and he fell all the way to 41, yeah. I think 43 somewhere in the second 44, round. I think. Um, but she just like fell in love with him that night. The only nuggets Jersey she has is a Bobo Jersey. I warned her last night. Like it is sounding like <laughs> if we get Aaron Gordon, Bobo will get traded. And we were talking to John too, not about the bulls, but like, you get rid of bull in this situation. You hate to see him go. Cause he does have such raw talent, but on yeah. a team like the nuggets. And this is why it kind of like, in a way, I wish he got traded for him. For me, I'm so happy he's still here, but for him, we thought he'd get minutes this year. You and I did. Yeah. We told John for sure. He's going to have an MPJ year. He's not going to have a ton of minutes <laughs> at the beginning. And then they're going to like work him in. He's yeah. not even the first player off the bench in garbage time minutes now. Yeah, You know, like when they're shorthanded, if there's injuries, if there's COVID protocols, it's like Vlatko is playing before him. And I don't think that that Vlatko is not better than him, but like, he's just more trustworthy right now. He's not as raw. Um, I kind of wish for Bulbul that he could get more minutes, but I'm really happy that he's here. Orlando would have been great for Bulbul, but I'm glad he's not in Orlando. I mean, and we were both too, like, you know, John was like, you can't trade Bulbul. And I think we were both like, you can trade Bull Bull. And yeah. I mean, I think a lot of the reason he doesn't get minutes right now is his defense is like extremely rough. Um, right. He just like doesn't know how to do it. And I mean, maybe that comes around. Maybe it doesn't. Like he's he's still like a wild card. Like the raw talent is there, but there's tons of guys in the NBA with like very like, like amazing talent that never work out. And so, yep. you, you know, he's just... He's like a nice and like, I'm happy they didn't get rid of him. Cause he's a lot of fun, especially when yeah. he comes in late in games, but like, he's like a luxury right now. Um, for sure. And they kept him though. So I love that they kept him. Let's talk Lonzo ball. We didn't get him. I thought yeah. maybe because we had to give up so little to get Aaron Gordon. I thought maybe there was a world in which we also got Lonzo ball with like a Will Barton bowl bowl, um, you know centered package didn't yeah. happen i'm cool with it now because like i saw a tweet and i totally agree with this but like it would have been really tough to give up both gary harris and will barton at the same trade deadline like yeah. i think both of those would have been upgrades because lonzo ball is having a great year he's a really good defender too 
He's yep. shooting 40% or more from three. I know John hates him, but John's not on the pod. Lonzo Ball <laughs> would have been a great fit in Denver. Yeah. Um, would have moved Jamal to the two in the starting lineup. Jamal is a really good point guard, but he thrives at the two. That's yeah. kind of why I think maybe um, Will Barton slides. I think a lot of people right now have like went after this trade deadline went down. A lot of people have Will Barton starting at two. I think maybe what ends up happening that Monte Morris point guard yeah, with Jamal at the shooting guard has that been a really good starting good. lineup when injuries have been. So like, I think that might be like where they end up. That Morris, like Jamal, MPJ, Gordon, Jokic lineup sounds <laughs> that's very scary. good, right? Like that's pretty tough. Like that's pretty, pretty damn athletic too. Yeah. Cause then the bench is Barton, JaVale McGee, Paul Millsap, PJ Dozier, Faku Campasso, Bol Bol and Jamichael Green. Yeah. Like that's, that. I mean, you good. have to obviously for, yeah, narrow that good. down to eight or nine players in the playoffs, but like obviously Bol Bol's just to throw in there. I okay, so let's say the bench is Barton, Jamichael Green, PJ Dozier, Faku, JaVale McGee. As and you and you sometimes bring in Paul Millsap, JaVale McGee, depending on the matchup. You know, yeah. against bigger teams, you play JaVale more. Smaller teams, Paul Millsap. I'm excited. I think it, it's. A, I think we improved a, big, a lot. Yeah, it's a big deal for sure. I mean, yeah. I, I'm ready to watch this Nuggets team. Like, Gordon just like, you know, like, he, it's weird. Yeah, it's just weird. Because, I, like I said, I don't think he's, like, great at anything. But, like, he just gives them so much dunking. more He's great at dunking, Ben. <laughs> he is good at dunking. I mean, he's good at, like, stuff. He's just not, like, I don't think jump off the charts at anything. And so it, it's going to be And he's literally fun. jump off the charts at jumping. <laughs> he does. Doesn't he wear, like, the Superman cape in the dunk competitions or something? I don't know. Does him? he? No, I that was know. that was... Dwight he jumped Howard. over their Orlando Magic mascot. Did he do that? He did yeah. when when okay. he was on like one of those little hoverboard things. The mascot was all right. Yeah, uh, yeah. But um, should we get to to other deals around the league? We're going to start yeah. with the Bulls, of course. So the Orlando Magic, as we said, they had a fire sale today, and the Chicago Bulls were definitely one of the benefactors. The Chicago Bulls got Nikola Vucevic. John is very happy with this. We can report the two-time all-star is heading to Chi-Town. Arturis Karnasovas, our man, AK, he has a tight bend, and it's seven-foot-tall big men from the Balkans <laughs> named Nikola. Yeah. <laughs> this is no, impressive. Happy Bulls fans. Like, I don't yeah. know if you saw Trey Kirby, like, uh, of the No Dunks podcast, formerly yep. of the starters on TNT, but, like, that guy, he was just, like, you know, he's a big Bulls fan. He yep. was like, you know, we're back. Like, this is great. John sent excited. us some tweets. Yeah, I mean, and I feel good for Bulls fans. They haven't had a lot to be happy about. And it is like, you know, the Bulls keep drafting like these mediocre guys, right? Like they're basically like ro- barely soft rotation guys. type plays. Yeah. Players, soft guys. Like nobody's like super excited to ever trade for them. And they gave up Wendell Carter Jr. To, like to get him like, and now they're a real team, right? Like, yeah. I mean, Vucevic is really good. Like, he kind he's of really has good. always just like done his thing in Orlando without a ton of attention. Like, I think he's like a three-time All Star or something. But I think nothing too. Like but a, yeah. Either way, like he does a lot of. But he's great. And uh, yeah, no, I'm happy for Bulls fans. Happy for John. They also got a really Lonzo Ball takes. Yeah, despite Lonzo Ball and, and unfortunate. Well. 
fortunate for John, I guess, but the Bulls and the Nuggets, I guess there are a few teams, but the Bulls were like one of the teams in the Lonzo talks too. And John was terrified that that was going to happen. I don't know why. I think John would have loved having Lonzo after he just watched him for a few games. But yeah. the Bulls, the Bulls also got Al Farouk Aminu, who he's a little up there in age, I think. Maybe he just looks <laughs> old and he has since he first I mean, came to the I league. I feel but... like it, he played in that like UCLA Final Four team that was like forever ago. But I guess it's the same yeah. time Russell Westbrook was there. So can't okay, be that old. so he's probably in like his around our age, like low 30s. Um, yeah. But he's a solid out. defender. I think he's probably going to be a pretty good. He'll play in Chicago for sure. He's a he's yeah. a solid player. Get rid of Wendell Carter Jr. They sent Otto Porter out, and they also sent two first round picks, uh, both in this year's Otto Porter draft Jr. And the looks like he's draft. like thirty eight. So he does. Alfred <laughs> they traded old, yeah, an old looking player for an old looking player. I guess. Um, how do you think this plays out for the Bulls? We said we're excited. Vucevic has two years remaining on his contract, and that contract actually descends in pay every year. He's owed $24 million next year and only 22 after that for a two-time All-Star, and he's probably going to be a three-time All-Star next year. Pairing him up with Levine at that contract price, that's going to be pretty damn good. I think AK, this is not going to match Murray and Jokic, but like, that's a pretty good like dribble handoff pick and roll duo for Chicago now. And I know John yeah. hates Levine. It's kind of inexplicable at this point because Levine's had such a good year, but uh, I think John's going to like this team. It's like a good B team version of the nuggets, which is yeah. good enough to get you a lot of places in the East. Like, especially in the, I East, mean, yeah. you know, they're, I'm looking right now they're 19 and 24, but in the East, like that's only, you know, two, two and a games, half games out of fifth, right? Yeah. Out of eight, yeah, so they're like, yeah, out of fifth. I was gonna say eighth, but then I kept going off. You're right, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) just east is very competitive. Um, so like, I think they're gonna make the playoffs, and I think they're just gonna like develop into a very solid team. Like, I don't know, I, I feel like this doesn't ever put them into like you know contender status, but I think they have cap space still this summer, then, like, uh, at least according to Trey Kirby, so like. They could go make some moves. Like Chicago has always been like a market where it's like people should want to play there. They never get like big free agents outside of like Carlos Boozer, but um and know. his hairline. Yeah, but but they now they have AK, so maybe he actually recruits some guys. I, I can't imagine like Gar Pax being excellent recruiters. So no, I, I don't think they were. I don't think anybody liked Gar Pax. Um I think Chicago's on the up and up. John kept se- sending us uh little emojis of stocks going up so uh john is into this let's talk about some other moves i think we're just gonna gloss over some of these ben the celtics acquired evan fournier from the magic for two second round picks fire sale the clippers acquired rajon rondo from the hawks and sent lou will back to magic city this has got to be exciting for lou will i'm coming home p diddy uh one of the girls from making the band and uh, two of the girls for making the band. I don't know. It was P Diddy. I forget what that group was called. <laughs> uh, Dallas Mavericks added JJ Redick. I like that move. I know JJ's up there. He his numbers have taken a hit this year for sure. He's not shooting as well as he usually does, but shooters are shooters. Uh, JJ, I think on a team like that, with a little more well-oiled machine offensively, could be pretty good there. I thought JJ was maybe going to head for a buyout or head to an East coast team 
this can't make him happy. I mean, it's not much further away, but I know his off-season home is Brooklyn. I think yeah, that's probably where he would have preferred. Brooklyn, that's like what I thought out, too. So. Yeah. Um, the Blazers acquired Norman Powell. He's a solid player from the Raptors and gave up Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. Norman Powell's good, but do you give up both Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood for him? Yeah, I thought this was a bit of a weird one because, like, like Norman Powell, Gary Trent Jr. Guy. scares me, so I'm glad he's out of Portland. Yeah, but I feel like all three are similar guys, right? Like they um, are, yeah. Rodney Hood like fucking killed the Nuggets a couple of years ago in the Western Conference for sure in the semis um, somehow. Yeah, like I feel like they're all the same type of player where they just get like Norman Powell will get hot sometimes, but also like sometimes he's borderline unplayable. I feel yeah. like they're all three like the same. So it's a kind of a weird thing. No, I agree. I mean, uh, you has been very good recently. So, but yeah. But I feel like he's been very good recently, like many times in his career. So yeah, that's true. The Jazz added Matt Thomas from the Raptors as well. Ben, you had a take on this. Matt Thomas, yeah, I, I think the Raptors just needed to get rid of him, and uh, they said, "Who wants a white guy with a generic name?" <laughs> and you know, the Jazz are gonna love that. Yeah, the Jazz love that. Um, that's kind of their vibe there. <laughs> but they added another three-point shooter. They're already like the best three-point shooting team in the league, I think. That's kind of scary. But yeah, I mean, how many minutes does Matt Thomas actually get? Yeah, I, I wasn't thinking a lot. And I, I'm not worried about the Jazz, Matt. I'll be honest. No, I mean, they're a regular season team. Yeah, if and, we match uh, up with them they're, in the they're playoffs, actually loot. They're kind of falling apart. Like, we talked about this. They are. Lot. They're not ready for this. Like, not ready uh, for prime Rudy, time. like, can't handle real centers. So. Did you see that? Uh, who was it? Chris Mannix of SI.com tweeted out like five, six, seven days ago that the drumbeat for Rudy Gobert for MVP needs to be louder. And everybody just like shit on him immediately. Really so. Yeah. And it's like, like, listen, Rudy Gobert is a really good player, right? I think he's a really good player. MVP. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. He's not. A top he has two either. better players on his, on his same team. Yeah. Like, I think it was a night after he had a career high nine blocks, which is phenomenal. Obviously. Yeah. But like, come on. Chill. I mean, if, if we're kind of, we're going to get into MVP a little bit here. What's soon, the I, uh, jazz that fan kind of stat stuff. that they love? Pick assist. Like they yeah, made up. Get yeah. Out pick of assist. Here. Like maybe if pick assists are like, you know, like a real stat that we're counting, Rudy should be in it. But that's get not a real screen, stat. Yeah. Get <laughs> screen the screens assist. out of here. Yeah, yeah. whatever it the is. Same, it's, yeah. It's fake. No, it's made up. Uh, so the Heat added Victor Oladipo. Um, I'm seeing all over the place. This is sign- I do think this is true. It's significant because they didn't have to give up shit to get him. Uh, they yeah. kept both Hero, who is having a down year. I think he's shooting like 32% from three, which for Tyler Hero... Oof. You expect way more. Uh, they didn't have to give up Duncan Robinson. Both of those guys are Patty Melt boys, summer league darlings. I think yep. we might be able to go to summer league next year. We'll have to figure that I out. I think so. If they have um, at least limited capacity, we'll hop on some tickets. We'll make sure we get there. But um, does Victor Oladipo really? He's good, but like he hasn't been an all star for like two or three years. Yeah, he's he hasn't hurt been all the time. really good for two years, right? Yeah. So I think Victor Oladipo, like at his best, absolutely, this is a big deal, but. This year, last year, is this even a big deal? Yeah, no, I mean, this is why the Nuggets win the trade deadline. Yeah, other team made significant moves. 
I mean, I think for a while, I don't know if it was real talk, but people were like, oh, we'd love to see Victor Oladipo on the Nuggets. And I was kind of like, you know, I don't, I don't really know that he's that different from Gary Harris. Like, hurt no. a lot. He's shoots, hurt all the time. Shoots good okay. Defender. Like, good defender. Yeah, okay like, yeah. Yeah. Saying all the same things. Uh, ben, did I miss anything of significance? Uh, we can talk about the buyout market real quick. Otto Porter, Andre Drummond, LaMarcus Aldridge. Who cares? Yeah, no, I mean, I think you, I think you pretty cover very much covered it. I didn't know Otto Porter was getting a buyout though. Yeah, that's uh, what I've seen reported. Um, wow. I don't think that. I think the only one that's been finalized, at least until we hopped on, Lamarcus Aldridge. I think that was finalized. The Bulls um, are really moving on. Like new day, like in Chicago. That's exciting for him. John is, I think John's the happiest he's been about being a Chicago Bulls fan today than he's been in like <laughs> eight years. I know. Since there Derek was a Rose lot of, was there. There was probably like, what What do you think the ratio is? Like, I feel like, I don't know, like 10 times as many Bulls tweets we got today as we like get on average. Easily. So, Easily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to talk MVP, Ben. I wasn't even sure if we'd do this because this is pretty much a trade deadline special like i said right off the right off the top of the episode but ben why does it seem like Jokic, who was a top three mvp candidate all season long is now getting kind of pushed aside for people like dame Giannis, harden now that mvp now that Embiid and lebron are hurt it's almost like Jokic for the media or like shows like the jump or people like even people who love Jokic by all accounts like Jalen Rose are now putting him at like third or fourth in the race even though the two people that were ahead of him have now fallen off and Jokic has consistently played the exact same way he's just adding to his stats yeah um, that that he had previous to these injuries why the fuck is Nikola Jokic all of a sudden I still think he's probably the leading candidate but I think the media is really at least the ones like ESPN, like the people who are who people are seeing every day, smart writers like Ben Golliver, uh, Zach Lowe, I think even like Simmons and Kevin O'Connor, all those guys probably still have Jokic at the top of their list. He probably is the front runner in all reality. Like, is Jokic not sexy enough? I don't get what's going on here. I think it's the narrative, right? Is that it's like, gotta be, you have to like have something he has to these talk great, about maybe. Yeah. But it, I mean, I think it's also like the nuggets aren't like a top West team, right? Like it'd be very easy to tell the, the Jokic story of like, he's, he's amazing. Like, like look at these stats and look at the nugget. I think the fact that the nuggets are losing by like 30 points to the Toronto, Tampa. We Bay said Raptors. we weren't going to talk about that. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think like that hurts his case. And I've told you before, like it pisses me off because like the Nuggets didn't do this like the last two years. They just need to beat like bad teams and he'll be the top guy. But I think that like for, for the guys that aren't like really invested in the stats, like I think it's hard for them to be like the Nuggets are fifth. They made the Western Conference last year. Jokic wasn't a top three candidate last year. So like why should we put him like as a top candidate this year if the Nuggets are are worse? But this is my issue with those people is like it's not that they're not invested in stats. They all know the stats. I think people that are they just want like I get that now they need something to talk about. So like Embiid and LeBron are out. Let's bring in Giannis and Dame and Harden. 
Harden fucking he ruined his chance at the beginning of the season when like talk about most valuable. He just abandoned his team at the beginning of the season before he got yeah. out. Like, I, I don't know how you can defend that. He's awesome. Like, no doubt. But I don't think these guys are just ignoring stats. The stats are what they are. Everybody knows Jokic is leading the league in like all of the important advanced stats. He's shoot. He's 27, 11, nine on shooting splits of 57, 42 and 87. He's having a historic offensive season. He's not nearly as bad at defense as a lot of people think he's actually like a plus defender. Yeah. I just think it, I get that there's, you need to now fill in like who are the other MVP candidates, but you still should have Jokic at the top. He's been there all year. Yeah. Now all of a sudden he's still number three. I don't get it. I mean, people are not going to, people are not going to vote for James Harden number one, right? Like they're just not going to do that. So. Like, I mean, Zach Lowe is just like, you can't do that. Like, I mean, a lot of people are like, you can't do that based on the way he acted to begin the season. Yeah. I don't think people are same with Giannis, like different reasons, but I don't think people are going to vote for Giannis. Like he's been the, he's been the MVP the last two years. He's having a great season again. Like, he's actually he just, the guy that I do think has a case though. If you're not, if you're not going to go for Jokic based on that. Yeah. Based on stats. Like I think he has a pretty good case, but like he hasn't shown it in the playoffs. And I think it's just hard for voters to like give it to him again. And Dame, Dame is like always awesome, but he's never quite awesome at like the MVP level. And so I don't know. I still think Jokic is the favorite betting odds show. He's like the big favorite. I think think he is the favorite. It's just like, I can't believe some of these people are being like, he's fourth. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Not Bomani Jones. I don't know if you saw his rant, but. Oh, uh, I did. He He talked about Jokic. He talked about what was the stat that he said? I think win shares, right? I think he talked about he's talking about there. like an all time season for you. I know, like all time like, among all players. So. I think he said the only player there's only like three players in the last however many years who haven't won an MVP when they lead the league in win shares or box plus minus one of those two numbers. I got the stats in front of me. I don't usually have them, Ben, but I got them here. <laughs> let's see, let's read Jok- them. So we 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 all know Jokic is tearing it up with the raw numbers, the the averages this year, but in win shares, so. He leads the league in win shares, box plus minus, and value over replacement player, along with a few other advanced stats, but these are like the big ones. In win shares, Jokic is number one at 10.1. Second place is Giannis at 7.1. In box plus minus, Jokic is at 12. Second place, Giannis at 8.7. In value over replacement player, Jokic is at 5.5. And second place, Giannis, again, is at 3.8. Jokic's box plus minus of 12 this season ranks him third all time behind only LeBron in 0809 and Michael Jordan in 8788. Jokic's career box plus minus is now 7.7, which ranks him third all time behind LeBron and MJ. That stat is among players with at least 10,000 minutes played. He's having a historic season. Maybe yeah. I'm just getting pissed at nothing. Maybe he'll win the MVP. I'm just setting myself up like I need to be ready for being disappointed as a Nuggets fan that like a Nugget can never win the MVP. Yeah. I mean, what's hard about Jokic too, right? As a Nuggets fan is like, when you watch him, you like realize like how important he is to this He's team. valuable. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like he, he just does stuff that isn't quantifiable on like a box score, uh, mm-hmm. like every night he is, I'll give you an analogy here. Uh, Wyoming fans will know Josh Allen. Like, yes. we watched him play in college. 
you would realize like this guy is like an incredible talent. And then like, but his stats, like, and Jokic is different this way, but like going into like the pros, everybody's like Josh Allen, like his stats are awful. Like who's drafting this guy. But like, mm-hmm. if you watched his games, you're like, this guy is incredible. He's shown he can be a pretty damn good quarterback. I think he's second yeah. MVP voting. Um, and like Jokic is like a different story because people do recognize like based on stats, like how important he is, but they don't, I feel like unless you like watch him, you know, like regularly, you don't understand like how important he is to like everything the Nuggets do. Like their right. whole team is structured on him. Everything, everything Jamal Murray does him. is like basically based around like what he gets open. So, yeah. Yeah, it's true. I just wanted to get into that. I almost dropped that whole section because I was like, today's positive with like what happened with the MVP other than losing Gary. Uh, we yeah. did get another Gary back though. So yeah, you're I saw big today on, on him. Let, let's, <laughs> let's hear the scouting. Part. No, no, no. I honestly I'm don't not know anymore. Who he is. I'm not anymore. I think I was thinking of a different uh, uh, Gary because I thought he was like, and I don't think he's like terrible. I think he's fairly serviceable. Um, but I think Gary Clark, I must've been thinking of some other guy. Cause this guy's averaged like three points per game in his career and in like his five-year career. So I, I think I must've been thinking of somebody else and it wasn't Gary Trent jr. I did see a fun little uh, statistic. This isn't even a stat. It's just a fact. All three NBA players named Gary got traded today. There's only oh, three wow. and they all got traded. Yeah. So well, let's end on that Gary still. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's end on that. All three Gary's are out of here. I always had to go get tickets. I know I got 32 minutes until tickets go on sale. Um, God, I really hope I get tickets. If not, I might spend a ridiculous amount on, on secondary market tickets, much to the chagrin <laughs> of my fiance. So we can go to that first home game back from COVID socially distanced, only 4,000 RJ Hampton revenge game. Ooh, yeah. But I just want to chant Gary Harris one more time. I'll probably see him again too. But um hopefully he returns. Hopefully that's a JaVale McGee story and Gary Harris <laughs> returns late in his career. But that's all we have. Thank you everybody for listening. Please subscribe and like. Give us a rating. Five stars is our preference. We are at Patty Melt Boys on Twitter and Instagram. Be on the lookout for a Gary Harris focused. It's just going to be one picture. I'm just going to put Gary Harris as our picture today for our social media post for this episode. Thank you for listening. We out.